Welcome to the Slumber Party Pod, a deep dive into DCOMs. I'm Lizzie, and I'm wearing a wig. And I'm Hannah, and I'm the Party City wig underneath Lizzie's wig. And this week, we're talking about zombies. Hannah's very excited, if you couldn't tell by the abrupt way she just said the word zombies. Because <laughs> then I did a little jig. <laughs> oh, I didn't see the jig. I'm sorry. I was looking oh, at the okay. outline. Would you like to rejig? <laughs> I went. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> and for all that's of our listeners, cute... um, I, love that. I was just a little white girl in the club. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. This is going to be a theme in this particular one. Because let me tell you, there was a point where we were watching this movie and Maggie was sitting on the couch and just went, run, white girl, run. <laughs> She's the funniest kid ever. And she was absolutely right to say so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this this movie's something. I'm so excited that we finally got around to this because I really like this um series. Or uh, mm-hmm. what's the word? I don't remember what you call it. franchise, maybe. Um there, there's a sequel right. currently out, and then a third movie is coming out in just about two weeks. So I think it could be fun if we did a little um, serious moment. I haven't brought this up to Lizzie yet. Oh, perfect. Yeah, Um, we haven't done a serious since Halloween Town, right? No. Yes, we need to redeem ourselves. Did we do Descendants and then Halloween Town or vice versa? Halloween Town was after Halloween Town was second. So So yeah, we need to redeem ourselves. Yeah, I think this could be good. This is a musical. We love a musical. Um, I didn't realize it was a musical. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, this, well, I don't want to spoil anything. This movie, I enjoy it. I like to rewatch it. I think Lizzie might disagree. <laughs> but I guess we'll find out. We'll find out. Let me tell you, <laughs> um, I went on a real roller coaster with this movie. Yeah. A real one. Mm-hmm. And I went into it with pretty much no expectations other than the fact that i knew hannah liked it Mm -hmm. so i guess i had a couple expectations but Mm -hmm. that was about it do we want to jump right in i would love to jump right in okay i think it's my turn for our summary because we put maggie on the hot seat last week we did oh people have been um very excited about maggie's guest appearance on the oh my god, this week. when I listened to it and I re-heard, well, heard for the second time in my life, her summary, I died. It was worse than I remembered. It was horrible. But you She's know what? Mean. It was hilarious. Yeah. Hilarious. Um, but she's not with us this week. It's just the girls. It's just mm-hmm. Hina and Lizzie. Um, but... We're planning on having some other guests soon. Um, and perhaps Mags will join us for the third Zombies. When oh, we that watch would be that fun. For a new one, because we'll all be watching this for the first time. Or I'll be yeah, watching that for the first time. Yeah, it'll be our first premiere. That's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. Right. We almost did one at Christmas, but we chickened out. We, we didn't like the movie enough to record about it. Yeah, it was pretty... Um, lackluster but maybe we'll give it another go this year yeah we could maybe it'll i'm said maybe we'll age (laughs) that's not what i meant maybe it'll grow on us i was gonna say we will age that's a fact i'm aging rapidly it feels like Uh, i know my body doesn't feel like it used to 
Uh, <laughs> hurts. I don't know. Anyway. I don't know. I will say, this is a little off topic, but it's also on topic for what we were just saying. Um, I was texting my cousin Casey, who is hopefully listening to this pod. Casey. Um, listen, Casey. And, listen, listen. And I did send her a text today that said, Casey, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm 17 times more confident in my ability to deadlift a log than to shake my ass. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all you need to know. Oh, see, for me, it's exactly the opposite. <laughs> and you know what? I think that's really important. I think oh. in every duo, someone in needs to be able to lift. Everyone needs, someone needs to be able to lift a log. Someone needs to be able to shake their ass. Yeah, at exactly the same time. There you go. Yes. How do you think? I can't even say it. How do you think the pilgrims got anything done? And I started laughing thinking about it. Oh, oh, the Puritans. Love it. Why do you think they had so many damn kids? (laughs) Oh, my God. All right. Anyway, Hannah. Would you mm-hmm. be interested in giving us a little 60-second summary? I'm so interested. Thank you for asking. Love that. All right. Would you like me to count you down? Please. All right. In three, two, one. Blast off. So zombies takes place about 50 years after a like nuclear kind of fallout situation in this town called Seabrook that causes zombies. So we're 50 years after the zombies break out. The zombies are segregated from the people, but they are controlled. Like they're not eating people because they have these little bands on their hands called Z bands that like keep them in check, but they're segregated. But at the beginning of this movie, they're starting to integrate the students into the regular high school a little bit, but like still keeping them in the basement, which is bad. But then the main characters, um, Zed, who's a zombie and Addison, who's a person, they're both freshmen and they both want to join the football team and the cheerleading team respectively and then they meet each other and realize that they didn't know what to expect of each other but they're not what they expected and then they kind of have a little flirtationship and then Zed makes the football team but he has to hack his z-band so he's cheating and then Addison um, learns about zombies and then things change well done thank you you gave us a lot of exposition and yeah I appreciate that and I'll tell you why I appreciate that Mm mm-hmm I hated the first part of this movie. (laughs) No, I like the beginning better than the end. My third note on here is, I can't be sure, but I think I hate this. No! (laughs) But you know what? After the fact, I think I hated it because they wanted me to hate it. So I think I fell for their directorial schemes. Ah, because I was deeply uncomfortable watching the first part of it, and I think but you're that was to be, an... it's a social commentary. Well, and we can talk about that because I <laughs> think sometimes commentary doesn't need to happen. No, you're, <laughs> and you're I think absolutely right. Sometimes commentary doesn't need to happen in um, the way that it did in this particular. Mm-hmm. And wait till we get to the sequel, girl. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Um, but yeah, thank you, Hannah, so much for giving us our 60 second summary. Really appreciate Absolutely. that. Um, Anytime. Let me 
pull up the Disney Plus thing because I forgot to pull up the Disney Plus thing. Blah, blah, blah. My apologies. Um, Hannah, mm-hmm. while I'm doing this, so this is clearly not your first time watching this movie. No. So did you watch this when it came out? No. So this movie came out in 2018. Um, so Lizzie and I were kind of, uh, kind of in the first half of our undergrad. We were in college. <laughs> we were in college. Um, so this was still kind of, I was like not fully watching, back into watching DCOMs. When the sequel came out in 2020, I think I went, I think it's kind of similar to my Descendants story. Like when the second movie came out, I went ahead and watched the first one and the second one. Okay. So probably like it's been about two years since I've seen it for the first time. That's fun. Yeah. And you have since obviously seen the first and the second one. Multiple times. Yeah. (laughs) I rewatched them all the time. So this is neither me or Mags had seen this this time. So this was our our first foray into the zombies series slash Mm -hmm. franchise. But I I feel comfortable just calling it a series because there's only two of them. Here is the official Disney Plus rating for this. First of all, the three genres it attributes to this are coming of age, science fiction, Mm -hmm. musical. Well, they're not wrong. So it says, now that the government has created a device that stops zombies from craving brains, Seabrook High, a school focused on uniformity, traditions, and pep rallies, faces student integration with the zombie town kids. As the human and zombie students struggle to coexist, a budding friendship between cheerleader Addison and zombie Zed can unite their high school and community for good. Yeah. That's correct. I mean, I think they kind of buried the lead there because um it's definitely not a budding friendship like they're into each other yeah although it's they want to kiss super on the faces. explicit no it's yeah, not but, but like yeah but like you it's ob- like it's obvious but not um they go on a date writing yeah they go on a date and he says that he thinks she's gorgeous and she says she thinks he's not hideous right and as maggie pointed out in this, there were several, what she's determined, or what she has deemed between the two of them, uh, premarital musical numbers. That's what <laughs> she calls them. So, and she's not wrong about that either. Um, yeah. So, did you have the Rotten Tomatoes or anything pulled up? I do, believe it or not. Oh, um, gosh, hit me with it. Our Rotten Tomatoes is uh 53%. Okay. Which is an it's an F, but it's also about what we're used to. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Um yeah, I did on- forget to say, oh sorry. I was just going to say the Disney Plus summary reminded me of what I was rehearsing in my brain earlier and then forgot to say. Um this movie is like Seabrook is kind of like I can't remember the name of it now. What's that movie where it's like all the houses are exactly the same and all the moms are like creepy and exactly the same? I don't know, but I don't oh. like the sound of that. 
Oh, well, it's like that. It's like, you know, all the houses look exactly the same and all they're all in either pastel pink or pastel blue and, you know, everyone looks perfect. So it's like aesthetically really beautiful, um, but it is, you know, a little sinister, if you will. Ooh, I don't like that. Um, gross. Um, <laughs> anyway. So, so the IMDb rating for this is a 6 out of 10 as well, so. Also an F. Yeah. Um, so... This was directed by Paul Hohen. Our love. We love him. Who also directed High School Musical, the musical, the series. uh, Camp Rock 2, the final jam. uh, That show Andy Mack, which I never really watched. Obviously, because it was after our time. It was a little bit after our time. Mm -hmm. He directed Liv and Maddie. He directed Cloud Nine, which we loved obviously yeah i don't think we ever put out that episode no we must have i don't think we put out cloud nine okay well then we'll have to drop that soon that's gonna be a project for me because i bet if i'm a little clever i can recover that audio because that was an that was a good one yeah we liked that one a lot I don't remember what happened with that. Maybe the audio. I feel like it was around Christmas time and like we kind of fell off. Oh, because it was during the Olympics. Oh, yes, yes, yes. That was going to be our Olympic episode. And then, I don't know. We were struggling. Right. (laughs) Yeah. We were probably unwell in some way, shape, or form. But Oh, and by the way, the movie I was talking about is The Stepford Wives. Oh, okay. All right. I thought you meant, like, a recent movie. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure that there are recent movies that have similar premises. Yeah. Oh, well, obviously um, you got that new one with Florence Pugh and Harry Styles. Oh, I don't want to talk about it. I haven't seen I don't want to see it. You don't? I think my cousin watched it. I will not be, be watching lying. it. I will look at the photos because the costuming looks fantastic. Yeah, and they both look great. I don't... You know I don't like... To watch things that I know are going to make me uncomfortable. True. Um, unless I think there's a lesson to be learned. And. I can't. I can't say that there's much. I think Olivia Wilde can teach me. Frankly. <laughs> and that's oh not God. a read. That's not me being shady. I just. I've seen Booksmart. Cin- Cinema's can- about that movie. Okay. We were wrong well, about good the for 13th him, year. But, oh, well, that's disappointing. Um, I know. I saw this thing and it was like, um, can you imagine um, living in the world we live in where the Harry Styles song Cinema is about book smart? <laughs> you told me that. So I, I, dig, I dig your cinema and it's book smart. It's Beanie Feldstein. Fair. Fair. Beanie Feldstein just got engaged. Oh. To her longtime partner, whose name I do not remember. <clears throat> yeah. Congrats, but Beanie. They're cute. Congrats, Beanie. So, we were a little bit what on some saying? scores. Oh, Paul Hohen. Uh, Paul Hohen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did yeah. a bunch of stuff. He did um, Dad Napped. He did uh, Read It and Weep. And you he know did... what's so fascinating to me? What? He is one of the few directors I know to have crossed networks. 
Ooh, interesting. The bulk of his stuff was, he's done a bajillion decoms, was Disney, but he also did stuff for Nickelodeon. Oh, yeah, he did Ned's Declassified, right? He did Ned's Declassified. He did the Sabrina the Teenage Witch movie, which was not Nickelodeon, but was not Disney. So, very interesting. We love him. Like, if Kenny Ortega's our god, he's, like, kind of, um, he's perhaps whatever second to god. Uh, he was also worked on the crew for the short-lived um, Dolly Parton live-action series Dolly that <laughs> happened in the late 80s so that's delightful good for him um, Lizzie do you um, have a score for this movie a rating out of 5 I do I'm gonna give it uh, I think I'm going to give it a three. Okay. Maybe like a 2.75 or a three. But I'm going to lean more towards three. Okay. What about you? Um, I think I'm going to stand strong in my four. I really like okay. this movie. All right. Rock on. Even though it's bad. Yeah. I... I think if it weren't for the fact that the first chunk of it was so tremendously off-putting to me, I probably would have enjoyed it more. And I wonder if I go back and rewatch it, knowing what goes on in the first chunk of it. I like that we're saying that, like, there's something, like, really, really terrible and, like, gory and horrifying happening in the first chunk of it. But, like, I just didn't like the first part. So I wonder See, if... Like I said, for me, it it's totally the opposite. Like, for me, if the if the climax and the ending were stronger, it would be, like, great. Well, and you know what? I don't think it's even so much, like, the actual... I mean, definitely it is partially the plot of the first part. But I think it's just I wasn't prepared for how, like kind of kitschy and like on the nose the sort of humor was if I yeah I wasn't prepared for that to be the vibe of this particular movie the very beginning is a little odd it kind of sets up in a way like the opening um exposition is like illustrated and then when yes. we meet the main characters, they're breaking the fourth wall talking to the camera. So, like, you think that might be the vibe. And then yes. it never comes back. Or I so. think it, like, tries to come back, but they never fully commit to it. I don't know. I just... It was a little too much. There was a little mm-hmm. too much going on. I would have been... I think they could have simplified it a little bit. And I think simplifying it could have also toned down some of the aspects of the actual plot that were a little on the problematic side say mm-hmm. yeah um, but but as soon as the musical numbers kicked in i really liked the music oh yeah the music there wasn't um, a lot of it is pretty strong there wasn't a song in there that I didn't like. Mm-hmm. I thought they were all 
they all had some good points. And, like, obviously, very over the top. Very cheesy. Like, it's what you would expect out of, like, a teen. A decom. A decom. That kind of musical. Yeah. But, like, it was A lot of it's really fun. fun. And I, that's yeah. why I'm extra excited to watch our sequel, because I feel like the sequel, the music is even better. Oh, excellent. The sequel kind of has, like, Descendants 2 vibes. Yes. Um, so, let's Do we have thoughts of- from an actual child? Oh. You're damn right we do. I haven't <gasps> read them. Thank God. Ooh, I haven't read surprise. them, so. Zombies. Big, big letters. Four out of five. This is very cute. We love a Billy Eyelash moment. <laughs> Notes on that in a second. Almost West Side Story meets High School Musical meets Twilight. <laughs> so the Billy Eilish comment is because our main female character, Addison, her thing that sets her apart from the other people in Seabrook is her hair. Her hair naturally is a very She's a party like, city wig. <laughs> choppy, layered, bleached platinum blonde with like a blunt bang situation. That's just how her hair grows naturally, of course. And of course, this is just so crazy. And it's so mm-hmm. out there. And it's so abnormal. So she and has Seabrook, to wear... You know, you have to be perfect. And you can't be different. You have to be the same. So she has to cover it up and has worn a wig like her whole life in public. And pretty much at home also. And it's like a long, straight, like honey blonde wig. Which is very interesting. Neither of the wigs were excellent quality. They do change wigs several times throughout the production, and some of them are higher quality than others. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Um, and her, like, what's supposed to be her natural hair, which is, you know, her underwig, does look yes. a little bit like the hairstyle that Miss Billie Eilish is rocking, mm-hmm. which is great. We love it. Um, and this is to me, one of the issues that pops up here is this wig. (laughs) Because that being like her cross to bear, like her biggest like area of like the thing that sets her apart from everyone else. Like yeah, her, biggest her struggle in her in life. Her life yeah. Is being a naturally platinum blonde. Yeah. Compared to the zombie kids. Who have been segregated for their whole lives. Who are the product of generational trauma. Yeah. And have been segregated to live in the environment where yeah where like the radiation happened and you know they have these um they have these z-bands like i talked about that 
basically make it so they can't be zombies. They have to be like people. Yes. Um, and, and you they know, have, they like, can't have government, pets. They have government-mandated curfews. They have to wear yeah. government-mandated jumpsuits. You can see yeah. where this is going. You can see yeah. the parallels here. R.E. The treatment of these zombies by the Seabrook government. And you know what? I think it's... I do not believe that, like, children's media should be, you know, devoid of commentary on the state of the world. I think it's impractical impractical to ever hope that media for kids will ever be created without it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nothing's in a vacuum. But also, I was not super comfortable with the fact that, like, Halloween-y, like, zombie monsters and their plight in this story, mm-hmm. it was kind of drawing parallels to real-life struggles and experiences of actual marginalized communities yeah. in America and in the world. And I understand. It's a Disney movie. Mm-hmm. Where you know, we can you can look into it as much or as little as you want, but it was so blatant that you kind of couldn't not look into it at least a little bit. Basically. And when you watch the I keep saying the sequel. I like the sequel better. I want to talk about it. Um we get another layer upon that. But we were talking about Addison's wigs. Wig. Um Lizzie <laughs> couldn't stop saying wig apparently while she was watching wig. this. Um the zombies it's a bad wig. It's a bad wig. Well, the underwig is even worse. And it's kind of the whole thing is like, you know, she has this weird hair. They don't explain why she has it. Maybe it's because a zombie like ate her grandpa's ear. Maybe she has zombie blood. Nobody understands. Nobody- they don't explain it. But she does say, you know, she can't dye it. Like nothing sticks. So she has to wear a wig. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't she like shave it or wear a wig cap underneath? Instead, oh. it just like, she just like tucks it underneath. If you're going to wear the unit, commit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But but the zombies actually, um, all of them have, all these actors have dyed their hair green. Mm-hmm. Like if you look at Milo Mannheim, who I love, he plays Zed. If you look at like his Instagram while they're filming these movies, like they actually like dye his hair green. So props mm-hmm. committing to the bit. And then they have like um, kind of their their zombie makeup like they're gray skinned and they have like you know veins on their body when they're in zombie mode and yeah there was some really interesting like special effects makeup going on with Mm -hmm. their because there's a couple parts in the movie where they transform into more of what we would think of as like a zombie zombie Mm because the whole point of these z-bands is that they can live like a semi-normal life regulated mm-hmm. by the government where they don't need to eat people's brains and they can, you know, walk and talk and, you know, act like humans. Um, yeah. But they still look like zombies. And 
lost my train of thought. Um, I don't know. But even though, like, like Lizzie said, they're kind of cartoony, um, their hair looks better than Addison's. Yes. Although the Seabrook, like, the regular costumes are kind of cute. Because, like I said, they're all pastel blue and pink. Yes. Um, those are fun. The cheerleading uniforms, like, the school's colors are, like, neon, like, lime green and bubblegum pink. And their mascot is the Mighty Shrimps. We are the Mighty Shrimp. We are the Mighty Shrimp. It's the, the best thing it's so funny. Yes, it is. It's a cheer. The bottom movie. feeders. This is another. We're doing a lot of sports movies here. Yeah. Because we did 13th Year, which is a mm-hmm. swimming movie. We did. What was the first one we did? The one before that? Um, um, uh, Teen Beach movie. We did which surfing, is a surfing movie. movie. Mm-hmm. We now recorded about snowboarding. Movie. We never released it. We're yeah. doing a cheerleading, cheerleading movie. And football, football. although they kind of dropped the football plot, which we'll get to later. Which is fine. We had our football movie. We watched Avalon High. Oh, exactly. You're so right. Um, I was going to say, this kind of segues me. Lizzie, this movie clearly had references to two different stage musicals. Uh Did you catch on to both of them? Well, I know one of them. Bring it on the musical. Obviously. I said yes, bring it on, please. Based off of Bring It On, the movie franchise, which is one of my favorite, favorite, favorite movie series of all time. And I did cheerleading for one season of my life. Me too. When I was and like I five. can't tell. Well, I was like fourteen. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know what my excuse was, but you know what? It was actually, it was very fun, and it was like competition cheer with the stunts and everything. Mm-hmm. It was such hard work. It was such hard work. And let me just say, um, because of that, and because of the blatant references to bring it on, I was mm-hmm. a little disappointed by their cheer routines. Oh, yeah, they're not great. Some of the dancing elements of it, slow as all get out. Come on, people. Let's pick not up very much tumbling. It's mostly you know, dance, which, like, we're used to in, a, in, like, a decom about cheerleading. It's mostly dancing, but... You know who would not stand for that? Who? Kenny Ortega. Kenny Ortega. Kenny Ortega. But anyway. You're so right. We've seen what the was the second dance. stage musical? I can think of a um, couple that it could have been, but I'll give you a hint and I'll see if you can guess. Mm-hmm. Think about Zed's best friend who's a zombie. Okay. The girl or the guy? The girl. What's her name and what is she clearly a reference to? This movie came out. This movie was filmed in 2017. Her name's Eliza, was, right? Yeah, and what was the biggest musical in the world oh, in 2017? Hamilton. Yeah. Why is it a Hamilton reference? Well, one, her name's Eliza. Well, Two, I'm just sure. like the influence of the world of like the rapping in the musical. And three, oh, her I'm lines sure. such as, you want justice? We need a, resolu- a, we need a revolution. Um, okay. Fight the good fight. 
will never be accepted. Zombies need to rise up. Okay. She's our revolutionary. All right. I didn't think that's what you were going to say, but... Oh, what did you think I was going to say? I thought you were going to say, like, Hairspray or West Side Story or something like that. Oh, no. To me, this was clearly a, a Hamilton. Um, You okay. know, this came out uh, in 2017. This was the peak of Lin-Manuel Miranda's influence on music. It really was. And you know what? That's all right. Mm-hmm. Um, Lizzie, what do you want to talk about? What do you want to talk um, about next? Ooh. First of all, um, what's this kid's name again? Zed? Yeah. Looks like David Schwimmer. Uh, yeah. A little bit. I think you're um, right. I couldn't stop He's... thinking about that. There were some good lines in this. There were some good lines. We could do our favorite lines. One of my favorite ones um, is... Addison's cousin, who is kind of, he's the captain of the cheerleading team. He is he's Bucky. He's played by, by Trevor Tordman, and he's so funny. And he does all his own tumbling in the movie. His name is Bucky. Maggie nearly pooped her pants when she found out his name was Bucky. Because those of you who've spent any time around me know my favorite character from the Marvel Cinematic Universe is Bucky Barnes, the Winter Soldier. And Maggie went, what is his name? I said, his name's Bucky. She said, not in this house. I said, okay. She said, there's only one. And you know what? I appreciate her for that. He, I think one of his best lines was, people love me. I have jazz hands. (laughs) that's it that's it it was so funny another funny one is um he is at the end looking for a solution how to take the zombies down how to win this cheer championship and he's praying to the cheer spirits Mm -hmm. and he says something about my perfectly toned body and he does this little like flex. We have to see if we can find a gif of it because it was so, so freaking funny. But what did you want to say about that character, Hannah? Oh, I was just gonna say I love Bucky. He's really funny. Like he's clearly one of the um the bad guys in the movie. They kind of redeem him at the end, but it's confusing because they set him up to redeem him and then they unredeem him and then they re-redeem him. Yeah. But he is played by Trevor Jordman. I think that's how you pronounce his last name. He's great. He does all of his own stunts and tumbling. I love that. I love that. Um, there were also a couple little side characters who had some really, really funny lines. And I have two that I would like to really call out here. One mm. of them is another one of the girls on the cheerleading team who's kind of, like, part of the main, like, trio of mean cheerleaders. They never give her a name, which is a little frustrating. Um, Wait, the blonde one? One of the blonde ones, yeah. Oh, okay. Or is there only one blonde one? Well, I was going to say they do have names because that's another Bring It On reference is, like, their names are, like, Tracy, Lacey, and JC. And they're the ACs, and that's, like... And that's like a bring it on tease. 
You're absolutely right. I forgot about that. Um, okay. All right, Hannah. Thank you very much. Um, and she, Addison, is, um, like, talking to Zed in the cafeteria or something. And they, like, pull her away and they're like, what are you doing? She goes, I'm fighting against intolerance. And the blonde girl goes, I fought mine by eliminating dairy. (laughs) We had to pause the movie. I was laughing so hard. It just caught me so off guard. That is, like, one of the things, like, little real-world references in DCOMs like that, that, like, maybe, like, little kids wouldn't exactly clock, but Mm -hmm. it's definitely put in there for, like, an older sense of humor. Not that lactose intolerance doesn't affect children. I'm not saying Yeah. (laughs) But it made me laugh really hard. And the other funny one is um, Addison's parents are horrible. And like very intolerant, you can you can picture the type, um, and they are you know talking to her after at the end of one of the football games, the cheerleaders have messed up the Z bands so that Zed turns into like an actual scary zombie and starts to try to attack people, um, and so they like grab her and are like, we knew this would happen. Like we told you zombies weren't safe. And the mom goes, yeah, is like, yeah, we knew zombies were like this. You give them an inch and they'll tear off your face. (laughs) 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 Which just. Her parents are funny. There's, um, they are kind of funny. I wrote it. I wrote down. It's not a a horrible way. It was a situation, but, like, the fact that, so at one point, um, Addison is caught out after dark. Like, the zombies are out past their curfew, kind of having, like, a party. Addison is invited. She's there. The police come and bust it. And and then they find her there, and they're like, oh, well, we'll escort you home. What are you doing out here? It's dangerous in this neighborhood. The cop brings her home to where her mom is the mayor and her dad is the police chief. And they start to lecture her about, you know, being out late and lying. And they won't let the cop leave. Like, every time he goes, he turns to go, they go, uh-uh, stay. And then they go back to lecturing her. Oh. He'll be like, I'm going to head out. And they're like, nope, stay. And that was kind of funny. His name is Gus. Yeah, it's very funny because they're lecturing, they're lecturing her. And the mom will be like, you know, going off about, oh, this is so unsafe. And the dad's like, yeah, it's so unsafe. Right, Gus? He's like, I'm yeah. going to leave. <laughs> Like, but nope. he just keeps trying to pull him in. Yeah, conversation. they make him stay throughout the whole conversation about like interrogating yes. her about like hanging out with a boy. Yes. Um, yeah. I, my favorite quote from this time around. Obviously, you know, you catch different things each time, but the only actual quote I wrote down this time is: Zed and Addison meet for the first time in a zombie safe room. Because on the first day of school, someone spots Zed in the hall. They pull an alarm. Everyone's frantic. The two of them end up in the safe room. They meet. She punches him in the nose. And then they're like, wait, maybe it's okay. So then another time, I don't remember in what situation, they end up in that safe room again. And she goes, this is where we first met. And he goes, this is where we had our first punch. Yes. No, it was funny. It was cute. It is cute. They were cute. They had, those actors had some really, like, cute, obviously, like, awkward high schoolers, but, like, 
They had cute chemistry. Mm-hmm. It was believable. I believed that they had a crush on each other. Um, someone I would also like to talk about is the best friend. Her best friend. Oh, yeah. Who she makes when they're trying out for cheer. Yeah, it's like the first or second day of school. Um, Her name is Brie, I think. Mm-hmm. It is. She was fantastic. Oh, I don't like Brie. Really? Yeah, she kind of annoys me a little bit. Well, she is a little bit annoying, but it's one of those moments where I have to, like, catch myself. And when I'm like, oh, my God, I'm like, all right, this is just a person being enthusiastic about something. True. You're the issue if you're finding fault with them being genuinely enthusiastic about something that they're True. I need about. to I need to check myself. <sighs> Maybe I just what weirds me out about that dynamic is because they clearly meet each other like on the first day of school and then like three days later she says to Addison, like, you know, I have your back no matter what. And it's like yeah. they're best friends and it's kind of like you met like two days ago. Do you really? Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Um, I do think it's interesting that this came out in 2018 because mm-hmm. I feel like that is kind of in the post-zombie era. You're correct. Like, I feel like there was a period around, like, excuse me. Gesundheit. Starting around, like, 2011 with, like, Walking Dead stuff where zombies were everywhere. Everything was like a zombie TV show. It was all zombie video games and like YA zombie-ish dystopian novels. And Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Abraham Lincoln Vampire Slayer, which my dad, shout out to my dad, who I know he listens, yep. I think. My dad fully believes that zombies are real. Okay. Like, that's the end of the story. He just believes that they are real. And who are we to argue with him? I am mean. I will argue with him. I think it's stupid. He, I like, thought you were going like, to say... Abraham Lincoln's vampire flare is like... I think he thinks it's like nonfiction. Well, I thought you were going to say that he like unironically really loved Abraham Lincoln vampire slayer. And I was like, and he so did have. I. And so did I, Hannah. What about I it? I think he thinks it's nonfiction. You know what? If it turns out to be nonfiction... Hannah's got another thing coming. <laughs> They'll be able oh, to say, I told you so. Shocking. It's going to be shocking. Oh, God. I really hope that's not true. It's not. Can you imagine? That's the thing. No, it's, but- it's, it's not. <laughs> Hannah, no. Can you imagine if we find out that Abraham Lincoln actually was like a vampire hunter or something? Do you know how many insufferable Lincoln scholars we're going to have to listen to on the news for a decade thank god nobody watches the news anymore (laughs) yeah i don't want to think about it thank god that didn't happen when we were in college because lizzie and i went to a famously um abraham lincoln themed college (laughs) Um, abraham lincoln themed (laughs) and the category is abraham (laughs) yeah yeah so um i wonder how many of the redacted boys at our college think that that movie is, think also think that that movie is nonfiction. None of them. True, they're you knew them better than I did. They're serious academics, Hannah. 
They're so serious. They should be taken so seriously and respected. So seriously. You should never take a man seriously. Never. Not in my life. Um, did you have any more? Did you have any more um, quotes that you liked? I didn't wanted really to talk have about? any more quotes. I, I guess the only other funny one was... Um, the... Bucky, the cousin, says, um, that kind of positive attitude has no place in cheer. Yeah, that's just a funny, funny one, too. And, like, that's a very high school thing to say. And it also was giving me big Glee vibes. Yeah, like us in high school. The theater, Cheerios. Like, Guys, we're not here to have fun. Yeah. Yeah. And then my my all-time favorite wig. <laughs> that, that was a Freudian slip because I meant to say my all-time favorite quote. Is, <laughs> That's what I thought was coming, and then there, I was like, period word. <laughs> Addison and Zed are talking about his hardships, and she's essentially like, you know, I have gone through hardships too. And he's like, what? And then he like goes to touch her hair. And she just, like, grabs his hand, and she looks so panicked. And she yeah, looks she's like, like a deer no. in the headlights. And she just goes, it's a wig. She goes, it's a wig. And he goes, can I see? And she says, no, never. But just the way she says, it's a wig. It's a wig. My real um, hair's freaky, and I can't change it. Yeah. Or she says, my real hair's freakish, and I yeah. can't change it. And he goes, can I see it? And she says, no, no. never. But then she rips it it's off in, wig. like, the climax. Wig, 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 um, wig. Lizzie, do you want to talk a little bit about music, music? maybe? Yes! Yeah, because there's a lot of songs. I the names of these maybe. songs, so you go first. Okay, um, I think I'll do, I was going to do, actually, maybe, like, we could do a fun ranking game, but yes. I don't know. I love that idea. So, let me think. Well, my least favorite song, like Lizzie said, these are all strong songs. Um, anyone who knows me knows that I love a bop. I don't really like a slow song. Mm -hmm. So that is going to feed into my rankings. Um, my. Oh, this is difficult. So my least favorite song is definitely um, Stand Tall, which is like the climax um, it's just kind of a ballad, and also yeah. they didn't do anything with it. It's just um, flashback montages, like in the movie. Um, and it's like supposed to be really powerful. Clearly, like you know, it's about like standing tall in the face of you know other people doing the wrong thing, and she like rips off her wig to show everyone. But it's just it doesn't give what it was trying to give. The wig did not give. No, it did not. Famously, I like. Um, a zombie land is pretty fun. It reminds me of the museum scene in Step Up Revolution. Yes. Which is the fourth Step Up movie because, like, they go to, like, 12 different, like, locations and there's cool costumes and it's, like, kind of hip-hop themed. Yes. Um, there's really good choreography in that one. I like I their like first, um, their duet in the zombie Someday. safe room. Yep. I was going to ask which version of that do you like? Do you like the version in the safe room or do you like the more like acoustic version? 
Oh, the one in the safe room where they're dancing. I do as well. And that one's pretty cute. That one's it's called so Someday. Cute. And you know what? Yeah. I'm going to say it. I can't believe I'm going to say it. It is probably up there with the best, like, the best decom romantic duets. Certainly it is. That it's we've really seen, good. Certainly that we've seen so far. Um, it's it's really good. It's very cute. It the, the lyrics are good. So cute. Yeah, there was really good choreography, and it wasn't necessarily dancing for most of it, but like the use of props. Zed, he, yes. um, Milo Mannheim, actually after this came out, went on to be on Dancing with the Stars, and I believe that he either won or got second place on yeah. his season. Well, I was going to say... He's a really good dancer. So it's really interesting, like, the way that they have the whole zombie, like, culturally thing. They have this Mm -hmm. thing called the Zombie Mash, which is kind of like... Kind of like a club, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is funny. Um, It's like a huge dance party, at the least. Um, And all I could think... Did you watch... As someone who grew up as a dancer, did you mm. watch America's Best Dance Crew? Um, I usually didn't. I got a little bit more into it kind of a little bit later. So, like, yeah. I would watch, like, reruns on YouTube. Yes. The Iconic Boys. Yeah. We <laughs> loved that show. Our favorite yeah. dancing With show Casey has Chazé always been. and Lil Mama. Yes. has always been um, So You Think You Can Dance. But America's yeah. Best Dance Crew was equivalent, frankly. And I was having so many flashbacks to, like, little bits of choreography that I remember from, like, the late aughts, early 2010s America's Best Dance Crew. Kind of, like, yeah. the very end of that. Yeah. When they that were, yeah. song definitely had, like, the most um, advanced choreography of this movie. Like, they had some isolations. Yes. Like, um, they had fun, like, trampolines. Like, people were doing tricks. Yeah, it was really interesting. There really was also it. cute choreography in the opening number, My Year, um, which yeah. I think is fun. I think it's cute. It's it's one of my favorite, honestly. Um, and then also the song from Cheer Tryouts that they yes. bring back at the end for the finale. I What's think it's called? fun. Um, uh, fired up yes yeah and it's which so is funny because that's another yeah. that's the name of another bring it on parody movie fired up it's like the camp is called fired up and they go f you fired up f you let's get fired up how do you spell fired up f you you yeah yeah um no that was something that i thought was really interesting because i did touch on um, a lot of the kind of like musical theater references in there, but the choreography was not super like what we would consider to be like traditional like musical theater dancing. Like, yeah, it was a lot of just like very good quality choreography that definitely worked better in a film setting than I think it would have on mm-hmm. a stage setting. Which it I actually, really I'm looking up who the choreographer was, but it was actually a little bit reminiscent of um, Kenny Ortega. 
if you think about like the first there were some parts of it yeah especially high school the musical movie groups. where there's yep. yeah when you think about like the high first high school musical movie and there's times in which like there's choreographed movement in scenes even when there's no music and like yes. you know people like moving very strategically yes, yes. And definitely, I saw that more, like I said, in the smaller groups and, like, the duos than in the larger group scenes. Because, like, Kenny Ortega large group scenes, for the most part, I think, are a type of dancing that could be very easily translated onto a stage. Like Teen Beach Movie, which was not Kenny Ortega, but was obviously very, you know, Mm -hmm. reminiscent in style. Um, or, you know, the Descendants stuff. But the small things, like in Descendants, like smaller groups, duos and stuff, were way more, you know, just really good quality choreography. And I'm sure that's because, you know, logistically, the camera can get closer to two people dancing than it can to yeah. 17 to people dancing. So, yeah. Yep. Um, I have a very serious thing I want to talk about. Okay. Can we talk about the cultural phenomenon that is the movie pep rally scene? Yes. Although, Hannah, I'm going to pause you for a second just because your video has not moved in about 45 seconds. So I'm worried that we're going to I'm waving my hands in the air now. Nope. Can you see it? No. Oh, well, my audio is still popping up at the bottom, right? Yeah, I can still hear you and everything fine, but your face has not moved in quite a while. Well, you know what? Maybe it's for the best. <laughs> Hold on. Um, Turn your... <gasps> I just turned your camera off. Okay. Turn it back Lucy on. Lucy can turn my camera off on for me. She's like the, the wizard... Do you see me oh, dancing? I sure do. It's yeah! A sight to, it's a sight to behold. <laughs> Speaking of dancing, why are there famously always only 50 people in the bleachers at any given pep rally in a movie? I don't know. Um, it Every time there's a pep rally movie, pep rally scene in a movie, in a TV show, in a music video, it makes it... Uh, Stops the suspension of my disbelief because I say, "No, why is there only one class of kids at this pep rally?" Because what at my high school, the pep rally was mandatory, mm-hmm. and so there were all fifteen hundred kids in the gym at one time. It was loud; people were mm-hmm. not pepped. At my high um, school, people were arguably too pepped. I mean, some people were pepped at my high school. I was never pepped. I don't know. Really. I think. I was probably a decent amount of pepped, but I love an event. And I love a big rowdy crowd, which I know you don't super love. No, no, no. Not my thing. I love a big rowdy crowd. Although my senior year pep rally for homecoming, someone did get suspended for throwing a very large um, adult pleasure object across the auditorium. Yeah. Yikes. Um, It was like 17 inches long. Oh my god. Yeah. Says of your arm. Yeah. Um I especially the fact that like the zombies in this movie, there's a pep rally. The zombies sneak out of the basement where their classes are. Because even though they're allowed to go to the school, they're still quarantined to the basement. 
and they're not given real teachers. The janitor has to teach them. They sneak out to go to this pep rally because Zed's like, I want to see Aston again. She's cute. Yes. Um. So there's like a bunch of zombies enhancing the size of this crowd. If the zombies weren't there, the crowd would have been even smaller. Yes. And half of the crowd is also like the cheer team bench warmers. I'm confused. Yes. It was very confusing. Um, it it's just something that bothers me. I thought about it when I was watching Stranger Things two weeks ago. Um, and I needed to bring it up again. Well, I really appreciate that you brought that up because you're absolutely right. And Thank I you. think and then, that should be something we should ask people to mm-hmm. leave us a voice message about. Because I forgot that voice messages are something that you can do. So give us your take on the high school movie pep rally scene. If you went to a high school other than me or Hannah's, which at least Mm -hmm. a couple of you had to, what was the pep rally situation at your high school? Did you have one? Did you not have one? Did you get super pepped for it? Did you not? Mm -hmm. Give us the situation and... Let us know your thoughts about it, those scenes in movies, because I do feel like that is a classic high school coming-of-age movie trope. Yeah. So. And I think, like, you know, it depends on, like, you think of, like, high school musical, like, at their basketball game scenes, there's plenty of extras. Or even, like, the scene at the lodge where they're singing, there's so many extras. Like, you gotta be able to get the extras. Disney's not hurting for cash. No. And maybe they, like, didn't know how successful this was going to be. But, like, clearly kind of did because it had a budget. It's not bad looking. The first High School Musical movie is kind of bad looking. It's an excellent director. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We got Paul Hohen. Yeah. Um, Um, Who is the actress who plays Addison in this? Her name is Meg Donnelly. I don't know a single thing about her. I don't know much else about her except that she's in this. I'll pull a quick thing up and see what else she's been in. But honestly, um, this is what I know her from. She. I, I might have the IMDb up still. I do. She? Oh, she's in quite a few things. Wait, she was in High School Musical, the musical, the series? Oh, really? In season two, maybe? I didn't watch season two. She was in. Um, Mostly, it seems like. This is her main claim to fame. Like, she's been in some other small things. She was in Bunked. She Maggie was in American Housewife. Loved that. Bunked? Oh, really? Bunked. She loved that show. Um, but yeah, it seems like Zombies is kind of her, like, Thanks. main claim to fame. Um, right. Kind of shot her into stardom. She was in The Sound of Music Live. Oh, awesome. She was Louisa. But I really she like her. Is a year younger than both of us. Oh, okay. How old is Milo Mannheim? I don't know. Because I love him. I need to know. Are you my husband? I say. It's the game I play these days. Uh, I don't know. I really thought I saw my husband at the grocery store last night. Um, and mm-hmm. then I took a couple more steps and looked around the corner and realized he was definitely someone else's husband. Oh, that's like, the worst present. part. Yeah. Yeah. Milo Mannheim. Ooh. Oh, okay. He's like 21. 
Yeah. Okay. He's he's my sister's age. He has and his two. mom is someone famous. He's also a Pisces. Okay. Good to keep in mind. Mm, what is his mom? I don't know, but I know she's a single mom and she's an actress. Cameron Mannheim. I don't know who that is. Hold on. Hold on a minute. I don't know. All right. I have no other notes on this. No, I have a note. Hold on a minute. Okay, I'm waiting. But my computer's very slow. (laughs) I have to click back a couple of tabs. Both of these actors were in American Housewife. I don't know what that is. Me neither, but they were both in it. It's a, oh. it's like a, it seems to be a... Something. Not a sitcom, but like, you know, a comedy... Yes. ...show from like 2016. Um... And they were both in it, which is funny. So perhaps they knew each other uh, ahead of time. Ali Wong is in it. I love Ali Wong. Me too. I love that Always Be My Maybe movie. I just love her comedy specials so much. I don't think I've ever watched them. Oh, they're pretty funny. I think I've just seen so many clips of them. They're pretty funny. I watched them a while ago. All right. All right. Um, I'm all set. Are you all set? Yeah, I'm all set. That's everything I had to say. This was fun. I'm excited to watch the sequel. Yeah, I might watch it tonight, TBH. Love that. Um, But we will be watching that in preparation for next week. Yes, we will. Period. Period. So, there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, again, uh, please, if you don't follow us on Instagram. Make sure you follow us over there. It's slumberparty.pod. We've been getting back into posting more over there. It's been fun. I love being an influencer. The other day I was out at dinner with a friend and I had to make an Instagram post. I was like, hold on just a second. Um, It was very pretentious. Yeah, but it was Um, fun. But yeah, we've been, yeah, it was fun. We've been posting polls over there. Obviously we're not doing a poll this week to, um, let you all choose what we're watching because again you all chose that we were watching zombies this week so thank you i've been begging to do this for like months but uh we'll post something else fun also congratulations you didn't pick eddie's million dollar cook-off which means you've saved yourself for my bobby flay related rant for at least a couple more weeks but one day i was nervous the only thing i know about that movie is it's chili related it's about a cooking competition. Like a chili cook-off? Why would Why I did spoil I think it for you? Is it a chili cook-off? I, on the Instagram poll, I put a chili emoji. Well, that's I've never an interesting seen it. choice. I've never seen it. I assumed it was a chili cook-off. Well, that's... Hmm. All right. Anyway. <laughs> but okay. thank you to everyone who has listened to the last couple episodes. If you have not... Please mm-hmm. do so. Um, if you have any new enjoyed them, um, make sure that you share them. Spread them around. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and, oh, since the last time we checked in, we've reached more than 100 listeners on our very first episode. Yes, which is so So exciting. thank you to all 100 plus people um, all over the world that have been yes, listening to the pod. I think we're up to like over 20 different countries. Yeah, every time I look, there's a new country. Which is really incredible. Um, mm-hmm. We have also um, now made over $2.50. From oh my god, one, yeah, we're rich. From our one ad, which is so exciting. We're rolling um, it in. We really are rolling in it. Um, yeah, great. Very exciting. Thank you all for listening. Yes. Hannah, do you want to give them their homework? Your homework is that if you uh, follow us on the Instagram, or if you listen to the podcast, I don't know. If you follow us on the Instagram, but you don't, what do I always say? Just um, your share our Your stuff. homework is to share our podcast to a friend. If you listen, share it to someone that you think will like it. If it's a friend, it's an, if it's an enemy, if they're a zombie, if they're a cheerleader at your school. If they're your um, horrible school principal. If they're your cousin. Oh, the principal in this movie who famously plays all the evil principals in DCOMs. Horrible. That was the other note that I was like, I'll scratch it. But then, yeah. perfect segue. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, do that. We're having a really good time doing this. And yeah, it's good to be back. It's so good to be back. And it's been a pretty seamless transition back, all things considering. Knock on wood. Yeah, I love our new schedule. I really like our new schedule. I like our new theme music. Me too. It's fun. fun. Okay, Hannah, are you ready to take us away? I absolutely am. This has been the Slumber Party Pod, a deep dive into DCOMs. This episode was edited by Lizzie and collectively conceived of as a post-grad crisis by Lizzie and Hannah. This podcast has been distributed by Anchor, and we hope you'll join us again next week. That's a tongue twister. Bye! Hello everyone, this is Lizzie. I know this is the part of the podcast where there's normally a funny blooper after we've signed off, but I did just want to come on here and say that this is the first episode that we are uploading after the Supreme Court ruled to overturn Roe v. Wade. Um, The last episode that we posted, we posted on the Thursday before they made their decision public. Um, And obviously, we, like many, many other Americans, are upset and disappointed, to say the least, about this, um, but trying to be as productive and proactive in our grief and rage 
as we can. So we are going to put some links in the description of this episode as well as in the link tree of our Instagram at slumberparty.pod to some organizations that we have been supporting um, and we would encourage you to do so if you have the means to do so. Obviously, this is not a surprising outcome for many, many, many demographics within our country um, and people have been preparing for this inevitability for decades just in case so there are programs in place to help those who are the most affected but they still need assistance so even though we don't have a giant following on here um, if we can you know give one person a little more information than they had access to before this then i will consider it a a worthwhile couple minutes of me on here talking so please please check out those resources um and if you are not able to contribute financially just share them if you can um and thank you all very much and thanks for continuing to listen to our pod it's a bright spot for all of us um and we're gonna keep going regardless of the fact that decoms are not the most important thing as much as we don't like to admit it sometimes bye